Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, today we are talking about monkey poxalips. <laughs> Say that three times fast. Monkey pox, <laughs> monkey pox ellipse. Monkey pox is what we're going to be talking about. And uh, monkey pox ellipse, you know, is the idea. Um, is this going to be the apocalypse? Um, We've had so many things uh, piled onto us, life-threatening things, COVID, uh, Russia and Ukraine, uh, the economy, well, that isn't exactly, well, it's life-threatening in a way. Um, obviously, if you can't afford medications or hospitals aren't able to uh, operate efficiently and so on, that is affected too. But, I mean, we have had just a lot, we've gone through a lot of trauma in the last few years. And um, the significance of monkeypox, first of all, I'm going to be telling you all about monkeypox, but there's a point, um, first of all, to give you kind of a heads up about it, what we know about it so far, but um, a deeper point is that no sooner does the world seem to be getting over COVID-19 than a new reason to spread fear has arisen to keep the Big Brother mandates coming. And here it is, monkeypox. So, you know, we have been seeing um, the diminishment of regulations, of mandates, of, of being held to these mandates for lockdowns and masks and vaccines. And um, isn't it a coincidence, <laughs> or more than a coincidence, that monkeypox is coming about um, right in time for... Uh, the midterm elections. And a good excuse now that, you know, COVID, the excuse for COVID is fading, this is a good excuse, new excuse for um, having mail-in ballots. And what do mail-in ballots mean? Mail-in ballots means um, an election that you can't trust, a dishonest election, like we had um, during covid so, um, so you know, which is it? To, which is more dangerous, actually, monkey monkeypox, or what this um, could well lead to in terms of more mandates, more control, more Big Brother uh, have, taking control of our lives? And so, how did Big How does Big Brother do that? You know, George Orwell's 1984 uh, and all of that. How do authorities? <laughs> Uh, who make themselves more potent authorities, how do they take advantage of us? Well, the way to do it um, in any, at any time in history, the way to take control of a population is to make them afraid of something. The more you can put a population in fear, the easier it is to take them over to control them because they are afraid, you know, of dying um, that's the kind of the bottom line, and are more willing to um, believe or follow rules uh, that are made supposedly to protect them. So we saw, certainly saw that with COVID at the beginning. The beginning of monkeypox actually is very similar, as you will hear, to the beginning of COVID in the sense that. We didn't really know anything about COVID at the beginning. There were all these hypotheses and all these, um, you know, where did it come from and why is it attacking people and where is, where is it now and the statistics, you know, what country. First, it's the same thing now with, with monkeypox. What countries are it, is it in? Um, how many people are getting sick? Remember with COVID, we, we were watching the uh, numbers go up of the people diagnosed with COVID? Well, the same thing is happening now. We're in the early stages of monkeypox, the early stages of um, counting the people who are infected and studying the disease. 
So, um, so you know, the question is, which is more dangerous, the monkeypox itself or the uh, opportunity for people who want to take control to take control? Now, um, we have Joe Biden, President Biden, has already been saying such things as uh, Americans should be concerned over the development of monkeypox. Quote, they haven't told me the level of exposure yet, but it is something that everybody should be concerned about, unquote. Um, so, you know, just like COVID, um, well, <laughs> just <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, you know, should we be, how concerned should we be is the question. Of course, yes, we should be concerned about it because, you know, it's a new, well, it's, it's actually not that new. Um, it was, but it has been in, um, it has been in Africa up till now. This was a disease um, that was, uh, that took place. In Africa, it, not many, um, not many people got sick. So let me let me start from the beginning about and tell you about monkeypox. But I just wanted to set the the stage for um, why this is important. In other words, not just this is a disease. This is what you know how it. Sh- these are the symptoms, and this is how it's treated, and you know blah blah blah. Um, it's not just about that. It really is. How much are we going to be made to fear this um, epidemic, pandemic? It's not quite at that at that um, rate yet. Although it has, it has. Um, there are more than a hundred cases worldwide uh, confirmed or suspected each day. You know, if you look at the news each day, the the number of, of cases, of course, is increasing. You know, and the number of countries that it's in is increasing. So, for example, um, it is in Australia. It's a lot of, mainly in Europe. Um, It's in countries like Australia. I mean, including, well, Australia isn't a country. It's a continent. (laughs) It's in places like Australia, Belgium, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Portugal, Spain, Sweden, the United Kingdom, and even the United States. There are currently, as I speak, two cases of definite monkeypox. There are some more of possible monkeypox, but two confirmed cases in the United States. Actually, wait a minute, what am I saying? Three now. Um, They're going faster than I can keep track of them. The first one was in Massachusetts, then there was one in New York, and now there's one also in California. So um, oh, Biden also, another quote from him is, it is a concern in the sense that if it were to spread, it would be consequential. No kidding. <laughs> um, and, but then some people are saying it's unlikely to create a scenario similar to coronavirus. But, you know, as just with coronavirus, there are people, you know, all, everybody has an opinion. <laughs> um, and the problem is, in terms of why people will get more frightened about it sooner than COVID, even though there aren't that many cases like in the United States or in the world even, compared to COVID, of course, but um, why are we going to get more frightened sooner? Well, because when COVID came, we had the feeling that there would be people to take care of us. There would be elected officials. There would be um, the uh, CDC, the FDA, Dr. Fauci, (laughs) um, and other experts, so-called experts who popped up and told us that, you know, they they can tell us, they can take care of us with COVID. Well, we saw that that wasn't true. You know that, um, the the different mandates that we had, we should wear masks, we shouldn't wear masks, we should stay um, six feet apart. Oh, then they discovered that actually the coronavirus spreads more than six feet. Um, then, um, you know, what should you shouldn't use hydroxychloroquine, you shouldn't use ivermectin. And I, I, I'm saying that as in terms of what what we were told by people who didn't want us to take those things, but both of those things worked. 
Um, but anyway, so, um, so, so we believed these people. We believed that Fauci had, you know, he was an expert. He believed in science. He was following the science. Remember that? Just follow the science. Well, we all followed the science down into the holes, um, because really it turned out that they didn't know what they were talking about, and they lied to us more than that they didn't know. You know, COVID was a relatively new disease in terms of uh, humans, and so um, so you could almost kind of excuse that to, well, I, I, I don't mean, I mean, you could excuse the beginning phases where they had to learn more about it. And, of course, to this day, I don't think Fauci still acknowledges that it came from a lab in Wuhan, even though that has been pretty well proven. Uh, so there were lots of lies. And why were there lies? There were lies because, um, well, <laughs> first, Fauci wanted to be on television every day. That was why uh, there were some of the lies. He, he needed to come up with something new to tell us every day so that he could get his um, airtime on television and radio. So... Um, but also, uh, it's because of money. You know, it's always follow the money. Well, where, where did the money come from? The money came from vaccines. We were told to get vaccines. Oh, don't worry. Um, we're going to make a, a vaccine. And then, of course, there were the vaccines. And, um, and then people were mandated to get the vaccines. And then, um, and then after the vaccines, the boosters, and now the children were told to get the vaccine or mandated to get the vaccines. You know, they couldn't come to certain schools if they didn't get the vaccine. I mean, all of that is, if you haven't heard any of my previous uh, shows where I talk about this, uh, about COVID and, and the danger of this, the different things that we were told to do, um, please check back and, uh, I mean, look at some of my previous shows. But I have been talking all along about how, first of all, we all should should have been, uh, should have had freedom to decide whether to um, get the vaccine or not. And then, of course, the mandates took away the freedom for the majority of people. And then, um, and then they started making kids get the vaccines. And I am 100%, um, 200% against kids getting COVID vaccines. I don't want to mix this up with... Uh, don't want you to think I'm talking about the monkeypox vaccines, which are coming. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Moderna, one of the uh, companies that made COVID vaccines, are now already testing vaccines for monkeypox. What a surprise. So the more people get vaccines, the more money Big Pharma makes, <coughs> and the more of that trickles down to people like Dr. Fauci. And then not just Dr. Fauci, there are other people like the CDA, CDC and the FDA and so on who have made a lot of money from, the, um, from everyone being told that they have to go get a vaccine, whether it's, it's not just Moderna, you know, Pfizer and all the different companies that were making COVID vaccines. So, um, so let's see... Um, so I, I just want to make sure that that was clear what I was saying. So now that we we don't we're not we were um, blissfully ignorant when it came to COVID, you know, blissfully ignorant in terms of just believing what politicians say. You know, they they're not doctors, uh, even though they play them on TV, and even real doctors like Dr. Fauci were lying to us. So monkeypox. Um, was discovered in laboratory monkeys in 1958. That's how it got its name of monkeypox. But actually, the animals that carry the, the virus of monkeypox um, are mostly the rodents. They are the main carriers of monkeypox in the wild. And um, it is primarily found in Central and West Africa, especially in areas close to tropical rainforests. Now, when I talk about rodents being the main carriers of monkeypox, you know, rodents, you think about rats. Well, yes, some rats and mice, but also squirrels. You know those cute little squirrels <laughs> you see um, around parks? I mean, they're all over the place. They're cute, right? You want to go pet them. Well, <laughs> 
some of them may have monkeypox soon. Um, the first human case of monkeypox was detected in 1970 in the Congo, in Africa. And since then, there have been small outbreaks of monkeypox periodically. They've been limited to a few hundred cases in 11 African countries until now. Now, um, a handful of cases before, before now, um, a handful of cases have made it to other continents brought by travelers or importing of exotic animals that pass the virus on to house pets and then the house pets pass them on to their owners. But now, you know, now this is a different story. Now it is, you know, going all over the world. And um, the human, to human, um, well, in order to have human-to-human transmission of monkeypox, you have to have close physical contact with a human, (laughs) who uh, skin-to-skin contact with a human who has monkeypox. So in that sense, it's different from covid you know, because in COVID, you didn't have to have skin-to-skin contact with another person who had COVID. You just had to be um, near enough to them to breathe the same air um, or touch things that they touched. And, and actually, that with, with monkeypox also, you, um, you, you can get it from skin-to-skin contact with another person, but you could also get it by touching or sharing infected items. Like if someone with monkeypox if you touch their clothing or you touch their bedding and they shed the monkeypox virus into their clothing and their bedding and you touch that, then you could get um, monkeypox too. <laughs> well, I'm going to stop here. Um, and uh, when we come back, I'll tell you more about monkeypox and um, how you can get it <laughs> and what the symptoms are and whether there's a treatment for it and um, and then, of course, getting back to, and I'll tell you about where, what they're thinking about where, how it spread um, this time, you know, why, how it got out of Africa, basically. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about monkey pox a couple. <laughs> I don't know why. But why did I call it this? So I keep having to, try to stumble over this word, monkey pox ellipse. 
there we go, monkey pox ellipse. It's basically monkey pox, the acopolis. <laughs> Why am I? I should just quit while I'm ahead. Um, anyway, <laughs> the danger or excuse for lockdowns, vaccines, and more. So I started tweeting about this, um, actually, on May 21st. And, um, I, you know, with articles that started coming out about it, um, my, on May 21st, I tweeted monkeypox, exclamation point, question mark, seriously, question mark, just as we suspected, as COVID-19 and mask mandates seemed to be waning, here comes another rare virus to keep Orwell's 1984 au courant. Big Brother is still watching you. Monkeypox can kill, but don't worry, there's a vaccine for it. And then I, after that, I tweeted, heads up, just as COVID-19 mandate, mandates lessen comes new virus to spark fear and excuse for more mandates like monkeypox quarantine. Anyone testing positive must isolate for three weeks. Not saying monkeypox isn't real, but beware continuing excuses for authoritarianism. Yes, the, um, the three-week quarantine, that first happened in the UK. Okay, so back to, um, back to what I was saying about the how do you get monkeypox. Um, so I was talking about human-to-human transmission, and um, there is also... Respiratory uh, transmission, respiratory droplets, just like with COVID, respiratory droplets produced by sneezing or coughing can also cause you to catch monkeypox. And, of course, this is eerily familiar uh, to the early days of the pandemic, the COVID pandemic, when many experts said that the coronavirus also had little human-to-human transmission beyond respiratory droplets and contaminated surfaces. So then they found out later on there was research that showed that the coronavirus can spread through much smaller particles called aerosols, which could travel farther than six feet. Now, the one good thing about so far about monkeypox is that it is a heavier uh, amount of DNA and so it's larger and heavier, and it can't travel as far in the air. Um, now, this so far this year, so far, it's just with its new spread um, beyond Africa. Um, it, the, the people, um, it is thought to have come from two raves, you know, two rave events. One was in Spain, and one was in um, Belgium. And um, the the they think that it started with uh, gay and bisexual men at these two raids um, through sexual transmission. Now they are not saying that it was spread. Um, through any fluids in the sexual transmission, well, they really don't know. It's the bottom line. They're not sure, but certainly it would have been skin to skin. You know, for sure there would have been um, that in the sexual relations. Um, but, but this is not a disease of found just in men. Um, there, there has been at least one woman. You know, they're being very cagey about who is currently infected. Uh, you know, they're, they're not letting out the person's name. Um, but I know in, there's at least one woman who came down with monkeypox. So don't think that if you are not a man and not gay or, um, uh, or bisexual, don't think that you're safe. <laughs> um, that you don't have to be gay or bisexual and have sex with a man to get it. Um, what else? Let's see. So what are the symptoms? How would you know that you have it? Well, of course, you know, this is a virus. 
just like coronavirus, and just like smallpox. It is similar. It's in the same family of viruses as smallpox. And the symptoms appear within 6 to 13 days of exposure, but it can take as much as three weeks, which is why the, uh, the person in the U.K. was quarantined for three weeks because, you know, um, because I guess they had some symptoms and, um, I don't know, I guess maybe after three weeks it's not as transmissible. They're, they're, they're learning about it. Um, so it, the symptoms of monkeypox include fever. Again, these are, these are typical flu-like, virus-like uh, symptoms. Fever, headache, back and muscle aches, swollen lymph nodes, and general exhaustion. However, there is a difference because one to three days after getting a fever, most people also develop a painful rash. And if you have seen any pictures of these rashes, there are pictures floating around, and it is very, very gross. Um, it starts with a flat red mark that becomes raised and filled with pus over the course of the next five to seven days. And these rashes can start on a patient's face, hands, feet, the inside of their mouth, or on their genitals, and then progress to the rest of their body. Now, chickenpox causes a similar-looking rash, although chickenpox, you know, um, monkeypox is chickenpox on steroids. In other words, the rash of chickenpox isn't all that bad, although certainly to a child, <laughs> it does seem uh, uh, like the end of the world. But um, but with monkeypox, the 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 um, rashes are bigger, and they open. You know, they fill with pus, and then they open, and so you have some uh, you have the pustules um, scab over in two to four weeks. So, um, so, and then they're no longer infectious. But in the meantime, you have these disgusting-looking pustules, some of which, of which may be somewhat scabbed over, but um, it takes two to four weeks to have scabs on all of them. And um, then there's a strain in, in Central Africa that can kill up to 10% of infected individuals. And they are thinking that they are saying right now, well, it's interesting, depending upon where you um, look into this, some estimates say that 1% of the people for the current monkey virus that's circulating, 1% is fatal. Other um, reports say 10% are fatal. And um, just like coronavirus, they can spread, uh, it can spread by by um, people who are, who are either asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic and basically people who have no idea that they're infected. You know, that's the one good thing about the rash because when you start to get a rash, that is when people, um, especially now that, you know, it's getting in the media more, so people, when they see the rash, they begin to suspect that it might be monkeypox. Um so unfortunately, you know, until the rash comes, um, people can transmit it without knowing that they have it. Now, this there is one thing that's um, a little scary. <laughs> one of the many things um, is that there seems to be a growing incidence of what's called zoonotic zoonotic spillovers. That is humans contracting viruses from contact with animals. Now, you know coronavirus came from a bat and um, monkey virus came from rodents. And, um, and it is more often people are getting infected with diseases that were only in uh, animals. And it is thought that this is happening. It's becoming more co common because... Um, of the urbanization and deforestation, which is bringing humans and wild animals into closer contact, um, you know, because we, in other words, we are we are making 
homes and cities, um, expanding homes and cities into places where only wild animals were. I mean, in California, for example, um, where I live, we see mountain lions walking around and, uh, of course, coyotes. And, and, um, and the coyotes, for example, you know, it used to be that the coyote, uh, same thing with the mountain lions, it used to be that they would just be in the mountains and uh, stay away from people. But with, um, with cities or, or towns moving more into their territories, and especially like in California when there are droughts, um, these animals come to people's, want to, to go to people where people are to find water, to find food, that kind of thing. So this is, um, you know, this, uh, in these past, in recent decades, this problem has been growing. So, you know, they are, there are still, they're still saying that you can do, to, to prevent getting monkeypox, you can do some of the same measures that they told you would reduce your risk of getting COVID. You know, social distancing, wearing masks, um, good hand hygiene, and disinfecting surfaces. So we're ready for the monkeypox. <laughs> um, now, what is the treatment for monkeypox? The treatment for monkeypox is, first of all, there are two antiviral drugs um, that can be used, and there's an intravenous and IV antibody treatment uh, that was originally developed for smallpox, and guess what? There is also a vaccine. Now, not a vaccine yet specifically um, for monkeypox, but... There is a smallpox vaccine that's been around for quite some time, and um, and this vaccine can also protect against monkeypox. So you know what's coming, folks. <laughs> We're going to have mandates to get monkeypox vaccines. Um, so, but we have, you know, we haven't been getting vaccinated for smallpox because smallpox disappeared. Well, we thought it had been eradicated in America, and really, you only typically get a smallpox a smallpox vaccine if you are traveling to countries where they have smallpox. In the United States, um, smallpox has pretty well been eradicated. Um, so now, the smallpox vaccines are um, stockpiled mainly for national security, you know, if there would be a bioterrorism attack, for example. So, um, and also, of course, there is the isolation and quarantine, and all of these things are going to be trotted out again as more people get infected with monkeypox. So, um, you know, the, the real thing is we can't let the fear get to us like we did with coronavirus. Um, we can't be that frightened that we are willing to do whatever Big Brother says to do. Now, I know if they bring mandates back again, um, you know, and threaten to fire you from your job unless you get a vaccine, it's good. we're going to have the same difficulties. People are going to have to decide whether uh, between keeping their job and keeping their income or um, not. So um, it, it's a little better, though, in the sense that, um, I mean, at least it's a little better if, if you were to take a smallpox vaccine uh, in that we know, we know about smallpox vaccines. I mean, presumably the ones that they have stockpiled are safe. Um, and, and by the way, you know, it's just coming out now um, I have been trying, I've, in previous uh, shows, I've talked about, I've tried to warn you about um, the, the side effects and the deaths coming from um, coronavirus vaccines, COVID vaccines, and uh, it's just now begun to be revealed because um, some of the big pharma um, companies had to show some of their data. And yeah, guess what? 
there are, in fact, a lot of a lot more um, side effects than media has been telling you about, and a lot more deaths than media has been telling you about, than mainstream media has been telling you about. So, um, so when when monkey vi- when new uh, vaccines come about specifically for monkey virus, it's going to be the same thing, the same question of how safe is it because there weren't enough people to, um, to have tested it on. And that's the thing with children, like I was saying before, uh, there's no way that they could have tested the, the COVID vaccine sufficiently on children because children and even teens have growing organs. And there is no way to tell what side effects there will be on these growing organs five years after the organs have grown, like five years down the road or ten years down the road. Just because nothing happens immediately doesn't mean that something isn't going to happen down the road, that you're not going to see the impact of this virus down the road on these growing organs. You know, brains and hearts, we know already that some uh, coronavirus Vaccines have caused people to have myocarditis and inflammation of the heart, and people have died from that. This is teens and and young adults in particular um, have gotten myocarditis from um, COVID vaccines. So, you know, when, when there comes about a monkey virus vaccine, I mean, there's another source of income for big pharma and Fauci and all the other people who are going to be cheerleaders for you to get the vaccine and then the booster, and we're going to go through that same cycle again. So we need to take another break at this time. Um, When we come back, I will tell you more about monkeypox, and I'll tell you about just a a fun story, (laughs) fun fact. Um, I used to work in a monkey research lab. (laughs) This is before monkeypox, well, it wasn't, no, it wasn't before 1958, but um, it was before it became a thing in people. <laughs> so stay tuned. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, where we're talking today about monkey poxalypse. Hey, (laughs) I got it right the first time, that time. Um, I am stumbling over my words more than usual, because um, I've had about four hours sleep, because last night I was doing um, 
uh, analysis on court TV about uh, the Johnny Depp trial. And then this morning, I had to get up at 3 in the morning to um, get ready to do more court TV analysis of the Johnny Depp trial. So I've been doing that all along, actually. Um, I recommend that you tune into court TV, first of all, uh, to watch the trial, you know, the videos gavel to gavel of, of the trial, but also um, there's very interesting analysis, uh, including, <laughs> including my own. But let me tell you this fun fact about me and monkeys, monkeys and I. Um, and again, this was uh, before monkey pox became a thing <laughs> that spread out of Africa. I, you may have heard, um, you may have learned, as I did in college, about um, the experiments on monkeys by Dr. Harry Harlow. He was a psychologist um, who conducted all kinds of experiments on monkeys to determine all kinds of things in terms of their psychology, you know, what we can learn from the monkeys, um, the impact of certain things on them psychologically that we can could then transpose to humans, you know, get some idea um, from their reactions to what, how humans would react. So um, one of his most famous experiments, actually, was where he had groups of monkeys um, where some of the monkeys were raised by their mother, you know, normal situation, some of the monkeys were raised by a, um, a figure, a, a figure made out of wire to look like a mother monkey. And some of them were raised by a, such a figure, but that had terry cloth over the wire. So there were real mothers, you know, you know they're, they're real mothers, um, real monkeys, living monkeys. Then there were the terry cloth um, monkeys, and the uh, wire monkeys. And what he did was to prove what, how um, being raised by a wire monkey mother would cause all kinds of problems in the little monkeys. So, for example, um, they would have problems socializing with each other, and they would have problems having sex with each other, and they would have all kinds of different so- social problems. Um, they would they would have problems with um, their like they they wouldn't be as healthy as the monkeys. I mean the healthiest ones, of course, were the ones who were raised by their real mothers. And then came the terry cloth covered monkeys, uh, monkey mothers, so called monkey mothers. And then the the worst uh, cases were just the ones who were raised by a wire um, mother, um, you know, meant to look like um, a mother. And um, so I learned about this in college, and I just found it fascinating. And um, so I begged Harry Harlow to let me come work for him uh, during the summer in in college. And um, I begged enough, and he finally let me come. And guess what my job was? (laughs) My job was, um, well, the idea in general was that you would rate these monkeys, the baby monkeys who were raised in these different circumstances, different kinds of mothers, you would rate them on different kinds of behaviors. You know, he was looking at all different kinds of behaviors, as I said. My job was to rate these baby monkeys uh, who then, you know, had grown up to be old enough to have sex and to rate what kind of sex they were having. (laughs) Um, In other words, there were various sexual behaviors, and so I would have to sit and watch and mark down, there would be a a sheet, you know, a a paper um, that had a a list of all the different behaviors and then a time slot. So like, for example, um, over a period of an hour or two hours, uh, I mean, I was spending my days doing this, but it was different monkeys, different cages. Um, so then during that hour, you would have to write um, which of these behaviors they were having. 
and some of the behaviors were normal sexual behaviors, and some of the behaviors were abnormal sexual behaviors. And the bottom line was the results were that, or, or not having sex at all. And so the results were that um, the, the monkeys who had been raised with the wire monk mothers um, were the least able to have normal sexual relations. Either they didn't have sex or they tried to have sex in a, in a way, in, in an abnormal kind of way. Um, I mean, of course, in these days, <laughs> these days, those experiments probably wouldn't work because God forbid you should say that something was an abnormal way of having sex. Even for monkeys, you'd be canceled, right? Harry Harlow would have been canceled, or I would have been canceled. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I must say, it was the only thing that I didn't like was that um, the monkey houses, you know, they were huge, kind of like in the zoo, but more, more. I mean, cages of monkeys next to each other, right next to each other, back to back. And so the smell in this room, <laughs> this, this building, um, with all these monkeys, um, was rather nauseating. But other than that, um, it was it was a very interesting experience. So that's my monkey story. <laughs> anyway, getting back to monkey pox, um, let me tell you sort of an updated um, current update. Um, there are 14 more cases in the UK, and... Let's see. Yes, as of today, there were 14 more cases in the UK, um, with a total now in the UK of 71 cases. Uh, Scotland got its first case ever uh, yesterday. Um, Portugal. Now, this is kind of interesting. There, they are some scientists, including in Portugal, have discovered that this virus, the monkeypox virus has begun to mutate. So in Portugal, they have spotted mutations in 50 parts of the virus and they're, that are, they're calling them hypermutated, hypermutated virus. And um, it has infected at least 171 people worldwide. Um, more gay and bisexual men, but it's certainly not exclusively gay and bisexual men. And that's really kind of the way it seems to have started at these rays, but it doesn't mean that it's going to continue to have a pre- predominantly uh, gay and bisexual men um, outbreak, you know, as, as patients. Um, so the mutations, of course, just like with coronavirus, the problem with mutations is that the virus, what the mutations are where the virus learns to, um, to change itself so that it can, can live longer, so that it can be more powerful, um, infect more people, infect more animals and, and infect more people. So now, so far, there are 19 countries across the world, mainly in Europe, um, where this has spread. Um, and, you know, as I was saying, the virus seems to have evolved more than expected in terms of its mutations. And um, there, now there are two, I, well, I, I think I told you, there are different reports as to how lethal it is. Some reports say uh, 1% and some say 10% or 11%. Um now, of course, needless to say, but I will say it just to be safe, um, needless to say, if you find that you have any of these symptoms that I mentioned, um, the fever, headache, muscle aches, backache, swollen lymph nodes, chills, exhaustion, um, and then, of course, a rash that develops that looks, you know, you should go on the Internet and Google it so that you can see what the rash looks like. Um, so that you'd be more aware if you happen to see that on you. Uh, Particularly if you have had a new sexual partner, um, that would be another reason to suspect that, uh, you know, if all of a sudden you start seeing these, you start having flu-like symptoms and or you start seeing this rash. Um, There's an interesting map. It's called 
monkeypox in the UK. I mean, there are also maps online of the spread um, of monkeypox, uh, you know, from Europe to other countries and so on. But there's a, as an example of the spread, there is a map of monkeypox in the UK. And um, so on May 8th, uh, May 6th, that was when a person was diagnosed after traveling to Nigeria. So, you know, that, I mean, remember, it was primarily, up to now, it was primarily in Africa. So, of course, it makes sense that the uh, first person diagnosed would be someone who had traveled to, to Africa, to Nigeria in this case. Then May 14th, two Londoners are struck down, but they had no contact with the previous case. May 16th, four more cases in gay and, and bisexual men. May 18th, another two gay or bisexual men test positive. May 20th, outbreak doubles in size as health chiefs log 11 cases. Then May 23rd, monkeypox prevalence triples as 37 more cases confirmed. May 24th, another 14 cases are detected in England. So, you know, this is growing exponentially. And, um, for example, one of the cases, let's see, the one in Massachusetts, which was the first one to be diagnosed in the United States, that person, there are 200 people that they are considering contact people um, to, to that one, you know, mainly people in the medical field who had contact with them or with someone who had contact with them. So it is growing exponentially, and of course that is, um, does make it seem a little scary. But remember, this is not just about the possibility of getting monkeypox, which, you know, doesn't seem as easily transmissible as COVID, certainly. And remember, the more dangerous um, at least as dangerous, shall we say, danger of monkeypox is the fact that it's going to be used again, most likely, to control us. To I know, do I sound paranoid? I mean, just yeah, just look at what happened with COVID. Um, I mean, this is this is what's happening. So it can well, very well, be used to make us lock down, make us take vaccines, make us, um, you know, wear masks. All of the things that happened with COVID. And what is worse even now, well, it's not worse, it's what happened with COVID too, but um, what is potentially going to happen that would be really, really bad is uh, that it's going to be used as an excuse to have paper ballots for midterm elections. Well, thank you for listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 